0: lover of all things lit professional reviewer recommender book blogger i am your host lloyd russell aka the Booksage, and you're listening to lit with lloyd courtesy of kcat radio greetings uh this is lloyd russell and this is our third podcast of lit with lloyd uh, as always we want to thank kcat for hosting us uh pro- providing us an opportunity to talk with uh, a whole bunch of local authors our guest today is Aaron Gordon welcome Erin Erin uh, is the author of four novels including her latest called peeps that we will definitely want to talk about it's great to have you uh and let me start by asking you just the basic question of what made you become an author how did that happen
1: well, first, I want to thank you for having me, um, I and I also want to thank you for your support of independent writers, local writers, and particularly women writers. I have seen you at a few events, I don't know if you remember, that we saw each other uh, up in Marin County when uh, Kate Quinn was speaking. and. For those of you who don't know, that is a long trek for Lloyd um, to go and listen to an author. Um, uh, so I do appreciate your um, support of women, women writers, independent writers, local authors. So thank you. Well, thank you. Um, and uh, so how did I get into writing? Um, so I, uh, I'm i what I like to call a recovering lawyer um, and I entered the profession like most people who quote unquote like to write. Um, And I was a terrible lawyer (laughs) and um, I uh, I really didn't like it. I wasn't very good at it. And uh, at night and on the weekends, I was taking writing classes and um, I was doing poorly in my job as a lawyer and and the work that I was doing from the classes that I took, everything was getting published. And so I realized that the universe was. Uh, trying to tell me something. And I went back to school and got a master's in journalism. So I've been a, a reporter for many, many years. Wow. So uh, I was a legal affairs reporter. So I was did use my law degree for a long time, but I always wanted to be a novelist since I was like eight years old. So um, as I wrote for legal affairs, publications, magazines for lawyers, etc. I um, was writing novels on the side and I've recently scaled back the magazine work and ramped up the uh, novel writing because that's really my dream. So it's now or never. (laughs) Okay,
0: that's fantastic. So tell us about your your books, uh, the order in which they Mm -hmm. have come. And certainly uh, we want to know about the new one.
1: Sure. Um, So i have actually written seven books um but three you know ended up in that locked drawer that no one will ever see um (laughs) so the the first published book is uh cheer and that's set in marin county actually it's told from three perspectives and it's about a small family um that experiences a tragedy and everyone in the little family blames themselves and it's sort of how are they going to survive um, this, this event? Um, so that's Cheer. Uh, the second book is Heads or Tails. That takes place in San Francisco. And that is about a woman who doesn't want children, but through an extreme circumstance, finds herself caring for um, an infant, uh, her best friend's child. Mm. And um, so that explores themes of friendship and uh sort of the the bounds of of loyalty and things like that um and then there's beshert which is the third novel and that is about um it's a book that uh it's i call it a modern romance um takes place in israel and it's explores themes of faith basically in that book a um a very devout Christian woman from the United States meets a uh, secular Israeli in Israel, and uh, they fall in love. And the question is basically, can these two can these two make it because they are from such different backgrounds? Um, and then the the new book, which I'm really excited about, is Peeps. And that is... Um, a book uh it's about a middle-aged podcaster i call it uh-huh. a coming of middle-age uh, story and uh, the theme- themes of self-discovery um and the the narrative of meg the main character is um interspersed with um, podcast, you know, quote unquote, transcripts um, from her show. And so there's sort of like little short stories throughout Meg's own narrative. And um, the podcast that she does helps her kind of process um, some things that she's going through, some grief, divorce, etc. cetera. Um, and it just it, it applies the the themes of self-discovery that are normally reserved for young adult novels, it applies it to a middle-aged woman. Mm. So uh, that's Peeps, the latest that's, one.
0: That's fantastic. Uh, beshert, that's Yiddish, isn't it? And what does that mean?
1: So it that means basically destiny, or um, so like someone could be your beshert, you know, like, um, you know, your soulmate kind of thing, or something could be beshert, like it, it was beshert that, you know, I don't know, something happened, it was meant to be.
0: OK, your four books certainly have a wide variety of, mm-hmm. of uh, storylines. Mm-hmm. How does that how does that happen? How do you come up with so many different types of, uh, of, of stories?
1: Yeah, so um, each book is a little bit different. Um, the themes that are explored in each novel are usually things that I'm personally wrestling with. Um, so when i wrote cheer i was a mom of some young kids um and uh when i wrote heads or tails i was seeing friendships in my life change and evolve and um so i wanted to explore like what is friendship what are the bounds of friendship um with beshert um i i was really kind of wrestling with um being an atheist And not wanting to be an atheist, and what does it mean to have faith? How do you get faith if you don't have it, but you want it? Um, And then with Peeps, I, you know, it's no surprise that um, Meg is my age, um, and, you know, I'm kind of in that process of self discovery as a middle aged woman. And so I just wanted to explore those themes. The first two books came, the idea came from something that somebody said to me, and kind of made me say, oh, what if, what if this happened? What if that happened? Um, and Beshert came about when I was on a trip to Israel and I was just got, really got me thinking. Um, and then Peeps, uh, the podcast that the protagonist has is a podcast that I kind of fantasized about having myself and um, I'm just not, you know, Uh, skilled or trained in any way to have a podcast. So I thought, well, what if I wrote a book where the main character has the podcast that that I would like to have? So so that's the origin of of all of those uh, ideas.
0: Well, a question that we ask every author, and this seems even more geared to you, Mm -hmm. is do your characters talk to you? Do they Mm -hmm. tell you how the book is going to proceed?
1: Uh, no <laughs> um, no I I kind of talk to them I think and tell them uh, you need to do this so that I have a lot of tension in this in this chapter. Um, I mean I've heard writers say that you know that their you know voices are in their heads and you know and no I I would not say that is how it is for me um, I'm a big, uh, plotter, um, you know, there's like, what do they call it? Like gardeners and architects, you know, when it comes to writers, like, are you an architect where you structure it all first or a gardener that you see where things grow? I'm an architect, I'm a plotter. Um, I I don't really like to write the first word until I really know how the story is going to evolve all the way till the end. Um, So I guess maybe the characters talk to me a little bit um, when I'm doing that plotting, but uh, no. I mean, I wish they did. It would make the process (laughs) a lot easier.
0: Well, it's interesting because the word that I've heard that's the opposite of, of plotter is pantser yes yes yes, yes. It, meaning
1: do you fly by the seat of your pants yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and i am most definitely not a pantser <laughs> or a gardener i'm an architect <laughs> slash pl- plotter okay. yes
0: <laughs> it's probably good to know which one you are yeah. as you start writing a book
1: 100 that makes sense yeah. to me yeah and i you know my my outlines like for example uh my outline for peeps was about 60 pages um it it takes me longer to write the outline than it does to write the book um so that when i it's so thorough that when i sit down to write it's really just executing what has already been imagined um however things do happen in the writing process that um change things a little bit so i'm not so rigid that if a new idea comes to me or um Something more interesting than I originally planned uh, arises. Then I will go with that. So I'm not I'm not completely 100% married to the outline. But um, I'd say uh, once the outline is done, it's about I stick to it about 80%. Wow. Yeah. Okay.
0: Let's talk about peeps a little bit more. Yeah. So first of all when is when is it going to be available to all of us
1: well i believe that when this uh when this podcast airs it will be available Um, (laughs) right now the ebook is available everywhere and the print version is available everywhere except one one place and i'm just waiting for it to uh, be distributed there so i believe it's available it's you know you can order it from your local bookstore which i encourage you to do uh we should all be supporting local bookstores and um and you can buy it online as well
0: OK, I want to ask you about about the podcast uh, for Meg. Mm-hmm. They all, all of them are regular people mm-hmm. and everybody has a story. Right. Uh, so um, I can tell our, our audience that I've read about two thirds of it. And the, the podcast um, that that I get to read about they all sound great. What What's really important to me, and it doesn't happen very often, is is a takeaway. Mm-hmm. And I know that from this book, what I'm going to take away is that every every day average person is not average, mm-hmm. has his or her own story, mm-hmm. and it's it's an interesting story, even if you're not on TV mm-hmm. or in the movie theaters. Mm-hmm. So, uh, tell us about about your podcast subjects and Mm -hmm. interviews Mm -hmm. for this book
1: well i'm so glad you took that away because that is really um what i'm trying to do with with meg and her peeps podcast that's the name of the podcast and the name of the book um peeps sort of a play on words and that you know she asks every Guest, the same seven questions as a way to quote unquote peep into their lives. Peeps is also people, um, and you know it's a way to c- uncover basically shared humanity. Um, so I, I would describe it. It's sort of like um, if Terry Gross, you know, from NPR, was just interviewing everyday people, um, because I personally believe that everybody has a story. I love reading obituaries. I love reading Dear Abby. Um, I feel like um, everybody has um, interesting memories, experiences that are different from mine that I can learn from um, and yet uh, I can also relate to. And uh, so um, so she asks, you know, some, some oddball questions, but through them, she really comes to see that um, even like, um, you know, the most meek, person, for example, that you just think is boring or ordinary has just tremendous history and passion that you just have to uncover by asking questions.
0: Wow, and the flip side is that people that you may not connect with may have reasons Mm -hmm. for why you can't make that connection. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess guess what your book does really is it teaches us humanity. Mm -hmm. It teaches us to be human and Mm -hmm. to respect everybody. What kind? And by the way, you are one of uh, a fair number of of authors that I've spoken to who were lawyers. Uh
1: huh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and in fact, last night John Hart, who was who zoomed into our book club, nice. he was a lawyer. Mm-hmm. He was also an accountant, mm-hmm. and and he found his love with mm-hmm. with. Writing novels mm-hmm. like you, mm-hmm. so I, I think that's so. I, that's I think that's great.
1: Well, I, again, I think a lot of lawyers go into the profession because they quote unquote like to write, and what. They don't realize and i certainly didn't realize is that you know the writing is very rote and uncreative and um kind of mind-numbing yeah. <laughs> and i re- what i realized is that i like story and and that's what meg the character likes as well she believes everybody has a story so writing legal writing is definitely uh different than um, than story writing and, and learning people's stories. So uh, I'm not surprised that you've talked to a lot of yeah. lawyers turned novelists. Yeah. yeah.
0: I haven't spoken to John Grisham, but I understand that yeah. he wasn't a attorney, yeah. so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. before he wrote 500 books. Yeah. Uh, what kind of writing schedule do you have?
1: Well, um, so when I was doing my day job of being a legal affairs journalist, which is what I was doing when I wrote the first three um, books, is that I would sort of just make the novel writing part of my daily schedule. So let's say I was doing reporting on, you know, a magazine story and I was writing another magazine story and I was editing another magazine story. Like the fourth thing on my list would be write, You know, scene 22 in, in cheer or, um, so I just, I'm very diligent and I'm very disciplined. So if it's like on my list of things to do that day, um, I would do it. And I do, like I mentioned, I have, you know, very thorough outline. And so I just schedule it out so that, um, Um, uh like i could tell you two months from now that you know on you know august 1st i would be writing scene whatever you know i just like did a little i'm very much like a do a little piece every day um and so i would just do little pieces in addition to my magazine work um like i said in the beginning of the show i um i'm trying to scale back the the magazine work and do more novel writing so um Hopefully I'll be able to to write uh more novels quicker that way. But I just I'm a real like scheduler and just, you know, break it into small pieces. It's like um I don't know if you've read Annie Lamott's Bird by Bird, which is a great book on writing. And that's kind of her philosophy is just a little at a time, bird by bird. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Well that's great. That, that works for me. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming though that the journalism helped the writing and the journalism job has helped your novel writing?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, What I found, which is not surprising based on sort of what I've said already, is that um, my favorite stories, my favorite magazine pieces are always profiles. So whether it's a profile of a judge or a lawyer or a professor, um, I just find people really interesting. And so, yes, I think that that helped me, um, particularly with this book, which is um, you know a story about people and um so my my history you know, 20 plus years writing magazine stories many of which were feature stories and profiles helped me um transfer that kind of writing into a novel
0: speaking of people helping Mm -hmm. who helps you write your books who who edits it you have early readers Mm -hmm. how does that work
1: i'm very lucky because i have a lot of um very talented friends and family who help me um they i call them my beta readers uh, my street team um and they're very honest with me they will tell me when something's not working um so that when they tell me something is working i really trust them i would tell you that with this book in particular my most valuable reader um beta reader was my daughter she's 18 and she's a very talented writer herself um but she raised questions to me that none of the other you know early readers did and really helped me dig in and and make this book the best that it could be but i have i just have a host of great friends and family including um some of my friends who are my former uh, magazine editors. And so they have a history and a talent with this kind of work. And so I'm just lucky to have them helping me and supporting me in this in this work.
0: Are you in a writing group yourself?
1: You know, I'm not. Um, I, I have a couple of friends who um, it's it's very kind of informal where we will, you know, once in a while share chapters or even full manuscripts, but nothing um Formal or official, it is something that I highly recommend. I imagine that a lot of people who are listening are, you know, aspiring writers, and um, I'd say a writing group is is great. And maybe I'm soon to be an empty empty nester, and so um, <laughs> I may be able to um, add that into my regular uh, uh, life and to to have a, a writing group. Yeah.
0: Uh, you mentioned with Peeps that uh, that an ebook is out. Mm-hmm are all, all of your uh, books in ebook and audiobook form
1: they're all in print and ebook form not audio yet um, I uh, I'm gonna be exploring that I think with peeps in particular it'd be great because um, you know it is uh, the the transcripts are of a podcast so it'd be yeah. really interesting to you know to actually hear these kind of fictionalized episodes um, it's on my radar, I'll put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I mean, finding um, narrators, I know, is not an easy right. easy task, but yeah. uh, uh, I'm sure that there are people out there that are <laughs> waiting for you to contact yeah, them.
1: Yeah, I hope so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how do you classify your books? You mentioned one as a modern romance, mm-hmm. but how do you classify your books genre-wise? Yeah,
1: that's, uh, I mean... For a long time, I've called them women's fiction, but I have a lot of male friends who read them, including you. Um, like I said, you are a wonderful supporter of women writers, which, you know, I, I think is fantastic. Um, and so women's fiction, even though the stories would appeal to men, I think a lot of men are not, you know, inclined to to um, dive into that genre. So I've started maybe calling it like book club fiction might be a better character. it's basically um stories that i think you could um have a great uh discussion about so mm-hmm. um i they're not literature um uh in that sense they're not like highbrow or anything but they're not like um i'd, I'd call them something between a beach read and a and a book club book that you could talk about with friends.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is a, a subject for another time. <laughs> yeah, that, that's
1: that's a whole that's a whole discussion. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I feel I feel so strongly uh, mm-hmm. that I, I don't like women's mm-hmm. l- fiction or women's literature to be labeled as women's exactly. literature. Right. Uh, because I know a lot of men that enjoy the books that I enjoy, Right. and I enjoy books written by whomever, uh-huh. if the book is good. Uh, yeah. One of the things that we've done with our book club is mm-hmm. over the years, is that we've had about 35 different genres. Oh, that's
1: great. And we've
0: read everything. And and, and a fair number of, of us are are not young. Uh-huh. but But what we discovered is if the book is written well, if it can make you connect with uh-huh. one or more of the characters, mm-hmm. then the genre doesn't matter. Uh-huh. So even though I'm kind of going against type when I say that we've had 35 genres. Mm-hmm. I don't I they, they don't they're not women's fiction is not a genre to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's literary fiction right. or fiction or if you want to call it book club fiction, which right. I think is not a bad right. term also.
1: Right. I've definitely um, as this book in particular is being released, I've really struggled with how to characterize it. Um, so yeah, a whole a whole discussion for another time. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes indeed. Okay. Uh,
0: I want to go back to Bashert. Yeah. Um, as you said, secular Israeli Jew, mm-hmm. um, strong Catholic, female. She's Christian, yeah. Christian, yes, yes, right? Evan- not Catholic, evang- Christian. Christ- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's a book that when you wrote it, you know, there weren't quite the the the. Hostilities that mm-hmm. we're seeing now, mm-hmm. but even back then, did you have any kickback? Did you have anybody saying, you know, how can you how can you match a uh, an evangelical Christian mm-hmm. with with somebody Jewish?
1: Right. Well, so that to me was what was so interesting about the story, um, and that's where the tension was. And um, so I think that book, which I really really love. Um, It's a little confused in the marketplace because there is a whole, speaking of genres, there's a whole genre of Christian fiction. And I think that some people were confused and thought that that's what this was, but it wasn't. Um, And um, I think that it takes place in Israel, which particularly now is a controversial location, I thought it was so fascinating because there it's underrepresented in American literature. You don't see a lot of novels set in the Middle East or in Israel in particular. And so I thought that um, that would be a real draw. But I think it's readers, you know, who are looking for books might be confused. I think once you read it, you realize it's a it's a it's a book club novel with a lot to talk about. The way you pose the question just shows you, I think, how readable and um and relevant the themes are.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a terrific book. Oh, um, thank you. Uh, and for those that don't know, and how, most of you wouldn't, um, Aaron came to our book club a couple of years ago with uh, with Bechert, and it was very very well received by our members. Thank uh, you. As were you. Oh, thank you. Uh, all right. So just in another minute or two,
1: mm-hmm.
0: who are your writing influences, mm-hmm. and and who do you read?
1: I uh, well, I love quote unquote, women's fiction, book club <laughs> fiction. Um, I love um, literary fiction. Um, I'd say my favorite modern writer is Amor Tolles. Um, Rules of Civility, one of my all time favorite books. He also wrote A Gentleman in Moscow, which I think more people have read, which I also loved. Um, I will read anything. Um, I, I'm not a huge mystery Thriller person, but I certainly read those um, that genre as well. I'll read anything that somebody tells me is good. I love to read. Yeah, Uh,
0: I loved A Gentleman in Moscow. Uh So brilliant, uh, but I haven't read Rules of Civility.
1: I mean, he his he's just. A straight-up genius. Yeah, I, I love I love his writing so much.
0: I'll consider reading it after I've read your first two. That oh, thank I, that you! I wow. read <laughs> oh my God! I'm ahead
1: of Amor Tolls. Whew! You just made my day.
0: <laughs> uh, I, before we do our podcast uh, trivia, mm-hmm. uh, I want to thank you for making the trip from San Francisco down here to uh, Los Gatos. Absolutely, my pleasure. Uh, it was just wonderful to see you again people read Bashert, read peeps and i can't tell you to read the first two until i've read them <laughs> but still go ahead and read them anyway because i'm sure they're also going to be terrific um, Aaron does just a wonderful job and again thank you so much for thank coming. you
1: and thank you again for supporting women for supporting independent authors and local authors it's it you do a great service to readers
0: everywhere thank you it's truly my pleasure okay our trivia for this podcast this is a good one They're all going to be good, but this is a this is a good one. Agatha Christie has sold more books than J.K. Rowling and Daniel Steele combined. Rowling has only sold 25 percent of the books that Christie has sold. And Agatha Christie has sold two billion books and has only been outsold by William Shakespeare and the Bible. So there's a little bit of trivia for you for this podcast. Uh, Thank you again to KCAT for hosting us. Uh, We love working out of uh, the studio here. Until the next time, uh, we'll see you later. Bye-bye.
1: You just heard Lit with Lloyd here on KCAT Radio. Explore all our KCAT original programming at kcat.org slash radio.